Hello beautiful humans and welcome back to the Got To Grow podcast. Firstly, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has shown so much support and love to my first episode. There's only a little snippet of what I want to bring out there, so I felt very overwhelmed with the amount of feedback and love that I got. So I'm very excited to be back. I want to start this episode with a little story time to explain how I was inspired to talk about this certain topic. If you don't know James Smith, he is a very, very funny and authentic um, PT. And he ran a, uh, he calls it like a mentorship day. I don't, honestly don't know how long he's been doing these for, but he just did his first one in Melbourne on the weekend. And my God, it was the best seven hours of my life. <laughs> like, it's so nice meeting someone that you only know from social media and then being like the exact same, like just being that authentic and that real is, yeah, just a nice feeling, very comforting. Um, I think there was like 150 of us in this like little business meeting room. Super fancy, by the way. There was unlimited coffee and orange juice. So before the show even started, he came around, you know, had a good chat. Um, I honestly think he made sure to at least make eye contact with every single person in that room as well. So shout out to him. So I was on my way there. If you're not from Victoria, I'm sorry if you get confused by what I'm about to say. I'm probably going to explain it quite poorly since you'll find out. I don't really know the train system that well in Melbourne. So I'm from regional Victoria, so I usually catch a V-line train into the city, but it turned out to be on Saturday. The trains are very limited. So instead I drove to a metro area and caught a metro train. So for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, basically I just caught a different train line to what I'm used to. And let's say from where I was going, there was 10 stops and I had to get to that 10th stop at a certain time. Like I planned it perfectly. So I'd be at the workshop on time. And I get to the ninth stop, so the stop before where I'm meant to get off. And the train, you know, the train speaker goes, okay, like we're terminating at this stop. And then I kind of hesitate. And I'm like, wait, wait, what do they mean we're terminating here? Like on the, on the app, like the travel app, it said it goes to my stop, the next one. But then, um, yeah, it stopped for like a minute. But there were still people on the train, like that got on at the same time as me. And there was also people hopping on at that station. So, you know, like I'm not that oblivious and dumb when it comes to the trains, but I just had a bit, I had a moment of self-doubt really. And I thought, oh shit, I'm like, maybe I should get off because maybe it's going somewhere completely different. Also, if you are from Melbourne, I'm so sorry. I, I know it's bad. I really need to learn the trains a little bit more. Anyway, this lady jumps on. And as I said, I'm very short for time. So in my head, I'm like, if this is the wrong train and I go somewhere else, I'm going to be late for this workshop. And I really care about this workshop. And even though it was like 30 seconds, it felt like a very long 30 seconds. And all that was going on in my head was Ebony, just ask that lady, like, just ask her for help. Like, it's a simple question. Like, she's not going to, she's not going to think you're dumb or anything. So yeah, it took me about 30 seconds. I hesitated. I'm like, no, maybe I just get off and then I'll have to get another train and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I tapped this lady on the shoulder. I was like, oh, is this going to Southern Cross? And she's like, yeah, yeah. Like that's where I'm going. And she was so nice. And she's like, I'm just off to work. And she's like, do you not, do you not catch the train often? 
I said, oh, not this line. And she's like, oh, no, I'm actually quite new as well. And she made me feel very um, comfortable in asking that question. And she was, she even said something along the lines of, you know, when I first started working in the city, I always had to ask people. And honestly, like, obviously I stayed in the train and I got to my workshop. But for the whole day, I kept reflecting back on that moment. And I couldn't, I honestly couldn't understand or comprehend why I hesitated so much and why I had so much like I guess you know shame in just asking a simple question and over the last couple of days when I was brainstorming you know what I wanted to talk about I went back to that experience and I thought asking for help is such a simple thing to do in life yet so many people are scared of asking for help or fearful that they'll look stupid or you'll embarrass yourself. And I'm not just talking when you're traveling. I'm talking in the gym when you don't know how to do something and you need someone's help. Or maybe you need, you know, you need someone to spot you on a bench or you need someone to just help you get the weights off. Like asking for help, although it is simple, it is extremely difficult for this generation And it made me think back to when I was younger. And before I go into this, I just want to preface that everyone has their own, you know, their own life experiences. And I feel like in general, we can relate to why we struggle to ask for help. But I do think that our own past experiences will identify why we, like why we specifically struggle to ask for help. So when I was younger, I had a chronic illness and there was a lot of things that although I didn't want help I I honestly had no choice like I was a little kid but in the back of my head I remember feeling so ashamed and so embarrassed so I won't go into it too much but due to my illness and my like pain and the medications I was on um I did require quite a lot of assistance from having a carer at school, like a, like a teacher's aide, but they were more of a a medical carer who honestly had to help me do many things from going to the bathroom to supporting me during certain activities at school. And even with that, my mum, you know, even though she's my mum, at say 14 years old you would think that you could shower yourself and you could take yourself to the toilet and you could feed yourself but sometimes my mum had to do that um also administration of medication like you'd think you know I'm a big girl it's something I can do but I could not and for me personally having those experiences made it very hard for me to ask for help in any other area of my life. Um, especially in school, I know that like any assignment or any project, I hated asking for help. Like, you know, in my head, I was like, okay, well, my whole life I was being assisted in everyday tasks. Like in my head, I was like, anything else in my life, I shouldn't have to ask for help. Like I just felt, yeah, very, very ashamed And honestly, looking back, if I hadn't have had that mindset, I would have succeeded far more. And 
obviously I, it's something I, I worked on as I got older. I remember when I met my partner, like he could recognize that there were some areas in my life where I really struggled to ask for help. And, you know, he said to me, he's like, you know, there's nothing, nothing to be ashamed of. Like, you know, just, just asking someone for help. Like there are so many situations in life that would be made a thousand times easier if it wasn't so frowned upon to simply ask someone a question, ask someone for a hand, ask someone for some advice. But for some reason, the human race, our society, has made the concept of asking someone for assistance a, you know, a thing to be looked down upon or a thing to feel shameful about. And as I said before, this... Honestly, I think you probably have an opportunity to ask someone for help almost every day in a lot of different settings, whether it's at work, at school, as I said, in the gym, um, literally out in public, like for a stranger. But I wish, I really wish it wasn't that way. The other thing that I think is really important about asking for help is that you are then obtaining knowledge that not only helps you, but you have the opportunity to then help someone else that is in the same position as you. When I first started in the fitness industry, I had this really big thing where, I mean, to start off with, the, the work environment I was in wasn't very um, supportive or positive, but regardless, I probably would have felt maybe some similar way. I was so terrified to ask a question. Um, this can apply in many scenarios, but I feel, you know, the fitness industry is like, if you're a PT that doesn't know everything, you're not a very good PT. Um, and that really hit me hard because I, you know, in my own time would constantly try and learn, constantly try and consume as much knowledge as possible. Because then when I got in the gym, I was so terrified to ask questions especially during my course in COVID, like all my courses online and there wasn't really much help through the people I did it through. So yeah, I did lack a lot of confidence, but where I was working at the time, I felt like, oh, if I ask this simple question about a bloody lunge, they're probably going to fire me because I should know everything. Like, even though I've never had any experience, I somehow need 20 years experience to be validated. And I feel like a lot of people feel this way when they start any kind of job. Sometimes if you're in a shitty workplace, you know, your supervisor, your manager, you know, other workers, colleagues, whatever, they can make you feel a bit stupid for asking a question. But you have to remember that by asking this question, you are helping yourself, your future self, and also possibly someone else down the track. Anyway, over the last two to three years, I have learnt a lot in the fitness industry and that was, that really progressed when I began asking questions, whether it was someone else in the gym, someone that I worked with. I've worked at a few different gyms, so I feel like different environments allowed me to grow a little bit more. Um, messaging people online, that's a big one. I also invested in a business coach, which helped massively. And she never, never made me feel bad about asking questions. If anything, she, that's what she wanted. And it is so incredible 
to reflect on how far I've come. And the other day in the gym, I had a girl who is studying her cert three and four, and she asked me a few questions. And my God, it honestly made my day, probably even my week, because I was able to share with her the lessons I had learned because I asked for help, because I asked someone those questions. And I learned them myself. I applied them into my own business. And then I was able to teach someone else. And I did not make them feel bad. And I said to them afterwards, I said, please, if you have any questions, just message me. Because I love teaching. I love helping others. The second thing I would like to talk about is something my stepdad told me when I was younger. He said, dumb people ask stupid questions and smart people ask even more stupid questions and I feel like he told me that a lot when I was growing up and it did take me a while to actually take it on board asking questions shows that you care and it shows that you want to expand your knowledge and you want to get better at that certain thing and Honestly, if anyone ever makes you feel bad for asking a question, they are not the kind of person that you want in your life. I would like to finish this topic by making a very clear statement that if you are stuck in a scenario where you could either ask for help or you could just stay quiet, think about the possible outcomes. You could either ask for help, get better at what you're trying to do, find out more about what you want to you know expand your knowledge in and you could absolutely grow massively or you could stay in your little bubble be too ashamed to ask that question or ask for help and be stagnant in the area of your life that you're currently in so really you have two choices and the decision is up to you I I'm here today to say asking for help is never a bad thing. And if anyone makes you feel like that, it's time to ask someone else for help. To wrap up this episode, I am going to share a little trend that I'm going to be doing in each episode. And that is sharing with you something that I've done in the past week that has assisted me in my growth. That could be physical or more mental. Honestly, any area of my life, I'm probably going to try and share a mixture. So the thing I've done this week that has helped me to grow is working out with a friend. I honestly cannot remember the last time. Like here and there, I might do a workout with someone. But um, one of my friends and I, we did two solid sessions together this week. And my God, it was the exact thing that I needed. Um, Yeah, I've been training by myself for quite a while now. I feel like especially since starting my in-person business, I've been very, you know, busy and very tired trying to find a routine, really lacking that motivation and discipline. So, yeah, I just messaged this friend and I said, hey, would you like to do a workout together? And my God, it was exactly what I needed. Um, and I think especially if you've had experience training and if it's been a while since you've trained with someone, 
and you're currently in a similar situation where you're like, oh, I feel like I need to mix something up, work out with someone and see if that helps. It's always worth trying. Um, but yes, I highly recommend. Now, I would also like to answer a few questions that I had sent in for this podcast. I'm going to start with, what habits have you struggled the hardest with to break? Hmm, this is such a good one. Okay, this is one that I've, I feel like it's, it's become not a bit of a trend, but more of a common topic, especially in a few of the podcasts I listen to. And that is, it's kind of like on the topic of multitasking. So I have a really bad tendency to have to have something stimulating me. So whether that's um, YouTube, Netflix, podcast, music, I am always listening to something majority of the time. Now, when I was listening to, it was the Resilience Project, um, their podcast called The Imperfects, highly recommend. And Ryan Shelton, um, well-known comedian, if you know him, he was talking about, I think it was his psychologist or his psychologist or someone told him, you know, you, you're always stimulating your brain. So he kind of, you know, he put himself to the test and he called it a brain cleanse, which I found really interesting because personally listening to music, you know, listening to a podcast, my God, there's so, there's far more worse things you could do. I'm not saying they're bad by any means. I think those kind of things are what make the little mundane tasks, um, you know, a bit more enjoyable. It's kind of, it's kind of like how you romanticize life, but I do think overdoing it can kind of, um, ruin the, the positive outcomes of it. So it has gotten me into a situation where I can't do, I can't even cook or I can't even have a shower without listening to music or listening to a podcast to the point where I feel like I'm not as productive and I sometimes am not really focused on the task at hand. So meal prepping may take me like three hours because I'm trying to watch a show at the same time where it could just take me an hour and then I can enjoy my 30 minute show. Hopefully that makes sense. So that is definitely a habit. I have, it's definitely a habit that I need to work on a bit more and I do find it um, a little bit hard to break, but I do feel like my brain does need that, that little break just to focus on one thing at a time sometimes. So shout out to my, my people who, in a similar kind of boat like you always constantly have something on in the background I test you try and try and focus on switching those things off I think one thing one task I really want to try and do that with is eating my meals especially like brekkie and lunch usually dinner time I have you know I'm sitting at a table with other people but brekkie and lunch I usually eat by myself and I'm usually watching a show or on my phone and I know for a fact that I'm so much more in tune with my body and a bit more, you know, grateful for the food in front of me if I'm not distracted. So that is one thing I'm going to have to work on. Thank you for the beautiful girl who sent that question in because it was a good reminder. Next one. Motivation maintaining. So I'm assuming this person is saying, you know, how do you maintain your motivation? All right. Number one, and you've probably heard this to death. 
motivation is not everything. Discipline is probably 80% of it and it's more 20% motivation. I've talked about this a bit before on like Instagram because it is something that I'm very passionate about. And that is being very clear on your why. You know, why are you going to the gym? Why are you trying to eat better? Why are you so passionate about this project or the side hustle or your job or your career? Why? If you don't have a clear understanding of your intention behind your action, it is going to make it much harder to do that task. The second point I would make is, do you actually reflect on the possible outcomes? So let's just use the good old example of, you don't feel like going to the gym, but you you know you put in your planner that you're meant to go do a gym session tonight. Why are you going to the gym in the first place? Is it because you want to, you know, is it for physical reasons? Is it for more mental reasons? Is it for health reasons? Then ask yourself, if I go to the gym, how will I feel afterwards? Are you going to feel more energized? Are you going to feel proud of yourself? Are you going to feel more accomplished? Then ask yourself, well, if I don't go to the gym, how will I feel? Most scenarios, you'll probably be like, well, I'm probably going to feel a bit guilty. I'm going to feel a bit shittier in myself because I haven't moved my body all day. There's some cases where you're probably, you know, you're genuinely unwell or sick and you're probably not going to feel better if you go to the gym. My third point on the whole motivation and discipline is why are you letting this little inconvenience stop you? So let's say, for example, you, you're really sore in the legs because you did a lower body session the other day and you're meant to do one today. So you're like, oh, you know, I'm already not feeling it and my legs are kind of sore. What's stopping you from doing upper body session? It's so easy to look for that excuse and not to try and find an alternative. My motto to majority of my clients is something is always better than nothing. And I mean literally anything. Let's say you just go for a 20 minute walk. You're going to feel a thousand times more better if you do that rather than you're just skipping your whole session together. Um, Same thing with meal prepping. Like people look at it as this big mundane task. If you don't have enough time to cook three meals and two snacks for the whole week, literally just cooking one meal. Sometimes we have that all or nothing uh, mentality and that is really what stunts us in that motivation aspect because we are putting a shit ton of pressure on ourselves, and we're not actually looking at an alternative of, oh, instead of doing two hours worth of this task or work, let's just do half an hour and just go from there. I hope you enjoyed today's topic. Please, please um, let me know. Please let me know how you liked this episode and I'm always open for feedback. I'm a tough cookie so I can take a bit of criticism, but please don't, please don't attack me too hard. Anyway, I hope you have a lovely rest of your week and I will talk to you next week.